0: back to another episode of the T and tbr podcast as always i'm bethany and i'm jada and we're so excited for today's episode we have a very exciting special guest that we'll be introducing soon but before we get into that Jada, you have a huge, huge, huge (laughs) bookmark (laughs) moment that I know you are bursting to talk about. So we're just going to jump right in because I don't really have too much to share, but Jada has a huge bookmark to share. So I'm going to let her get right into that.
1: Okay. Yes. So I have an honor and bliss that I have now met D.T. Williams twice, twice now. I met her last summer while I was in Brooklyn. And I was very fortunate that my first, well, it was not my first full weekend. This is like my second weekend in New York. My second New York weekend in New York since I had moved here. She was doing an event at Lips Cafe. It was a part of the Beauty and Brains book club that a local radio disc jockey puts on up here in New York for Black women. And so I just happened to scroll on Instagram on the Thursday while I was at work and I saw T was posting about it. I was like, "Oh, I got to go." And so, I invited two of my friends. One is a, is a fellow book lover, so I knew she would love the event. And my other friend, I just told her over the summer to read it. And she hasn't finished the book yet, but she has a copy of the book. I was like, "You probably want your book to be signed because yeah. when we had talked about it, she really did love the book." So, I invited both of them. We had a great time, honestly. I you know it's crazy because like like I said, this is my second time like seeing her. I wanted to see her again because the last time I saw her over the summer, she was on a panel with three other authors. So she really got mm-hmm. a chance to like do a deep dive a seven days of June. Mm-hmm, and since mm-hmm. it was just her, I got that deep dive. I was able to really hear her thoughts. I was able to hear new things, especially hearing about like the perfect find about how nobody mm-hmm. wanted to publish the perfect find at first.
0: I've heard that before. Yeah, that's shocking because it was a really good book. Like, and you know, it's funny because that book, (laughs) well, the first version of it, not the first version, but the original like cover and stuff for it, and that that copy before they redid the cover and everything, Mm -hmm. it has so many typos. Like so
1: well, she basically she admitted it was self-published. Was it? Yeah, she okay. She went to she went the indie route and it was basically self-publishing because she had to do all the marketing herself.
0: Yeah, because the publishing house is like Brown Girls Read or something like that. Like it's something like with the title like that. But it has so many typos. But I mean, it redeemed the story redeemed itself, like regardless.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to read it, especially before the Netflix movie comes out. So. Oh, you haven't read it? No, we talked about oh. this before.
0: I always forget because you've read you like her so much like I do.
1: I know but I of course I haven't read per- The Perfect Find yet but
0: okay, it's going to Letting be read Perfect Find okay, okay, okay. all the things that started them okay, all. Okay, you
2: have okay. to
1: read? <laughs> okay okay, okay. I, I'm reading it though it got, it's are, getting done. You have to read it before the movie comes out. Though, I'm so going, going to read it, it for, for sure. The I know I'm, next time i going home to Atlanta I'm bringing the book back with me. It will be okay, read before the summer hits. Okay, because it's really good too. Like, No, I really look forward to it because especially, I thought it was so interesting when she was saying that the reason why it really put up traction is because Gabrielle Yu, you read it herself.
0: Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: That's how I put up traction. So mm-hmm. it was overall a great event. Like I just really did enjoy hearing more about her thoughts about Aunt Eva and Shane. People were mm-hmm. freaking out when she was talking about the casting. She said nothing casting wise has happened yet. There's still an early production of Seven Days in June when it comes to the TV show. So they are not at the casting stage yet. Mm -hmm. But people were freaking out when people were giving out suggestions on who the cast could be. So I'm very excited for that. And then most importantly, well, two most importantly. One, when my friends went up there to go take a picture of her. And I was telling her, yeah, like we met before. And I was describing to see, she remembered me what yeah she remembered me because I was like yeah like I went to an event um, my boyfriend was there because y'all was like getting on to me about like Atlanta she was like oh my gosh yes 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 and like you could tell like she was not just saying yes just to yeah say, just to say yeah it. yeah can you know, just she was, make you was feel like, good. Like, yeah like she would say that like that but the fact that she was really into like clicking of it and all, it like clicked for her that we have met like met before, so that really did like warm our heart. And then like literally when I, I left, I was like, "Oh, it was good like meeting you again." And all she like same here. Like tell your boyfriend I said hi.
0: Oh, see, she sounds so nice. Like I I've never met her before, but she sounds so nice. I wish I could hear, but she is, never comes to Atlanta. So. Maybe
1: oh. hey, maybe when she writes, because she did reveal me. We follow Instagram, Bethany, so we already know this. But you uh-huh. know, she already said. You, we saw on Instagram that she have already turned into her turning her sis book.
0: Yeah, and I I thought she was gonna do an Atlanta tour or like come to Atlanta for seven days in June, honestly, because the story ends in Atlanta. So I was like, surely she's well, gonna come here. Well, maybe
1: for this new book she will come to Atlanta. Cause you the, know,
0: it, the YA. About
1: Audrey Well Audrey She said that She's still working On the Audrey book She said that's She said that's not Due to Till December for her
0: Oh I thought that was The next one Okay So no no, no. I knew that one I knew it was the next one Because she said it has An even Shane Like pop up Yeah
1: So we're going to get That book first Before we get the Audrey one I mean everybody's Still excited about The Audrey YA Like she She knows We do love Audrey Yeah And when the Audrey YA book hits I'm going to pre-order that. Oh, me too. I'm going to pre
0: order all of them.
1: I am going to pre order all of them. I'm
0: anticipating them to sell out. Like, I'm I'm anticipating to be almost like Jeanette McCurdy's book.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I feel like after all the success she got for Seven Days of June, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to pre order because. Yeah,
0: it's going to be like that.
1: It's going to sell out so quickly.
0: Yeah, I'd be shocked if like it was easy to get a copy without pre-ordering it because yeah. it just it got so wildly popular.
1: Wildly popular, especially like with a Reese, with a spoon, Step on mm-hmm. Approval too, and
0: like everyone was reading it for their book clubs.
1: Like, I'm I'm trying to convince my mom's book club to still read it. They should. I I think they should too. I I want them to read the prequel five first before the movie comes out. So they don't get salty that they saw the movie before they write the book. So I want them to do the perfect fine, but I most importantly want them to do seven days of June.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they should. They should do that first. Yeah, I agree. Even though it's not in like, it's not in any type of order, but the, the couple in the perfect find are in seven yeah, days of June. Yeah, they appear. So yeah, it makes more sense it's like one small scene So like yeah. It's not like the whole story Will make more sense If you read it first Yeah but. it's
1: like Okay obviously They're gonna get together To end
0: obviously. Yeah that Seven Days in June Kind of ruins the ending Of Perfect Find Because you know If you read Seven Days in, If you if you remember I remembered for some reason But um, a lot of people I tell it to They're like Oh I didn't even notice So It's hit or miss If you like pick up on it I I think I recognize it Because I read Perfect Find Like soon after I read Seven Days in June I was like they're not Their names sound familiar And then I went back To <laughs> seven days in June <laughs> And I found the scene Where they were And I was like Aw. Now I know the end Of their story
1: <laughs> But But yes Tia was remembered me And because she, I'm convinced Because she remembered me That's the reason I'm on her Instagram page Right now
0: Oh 100% And y'all are friends now
1: Yeah like, like
0: home- I also want to be her friend, but y'all are y'all are friends now. <laughs>
1: we are true friends now, true friends now. Especially because you posted my photo. Mm-hmm. You could have posted anybody else's photo on your carousel, but you chose one of one with me and my friend Christy.
0: And she didn't post that many photos from that day.
1: No, she didn't. So I'm very honored that w- mine made it. And again, I'm convinced because she remembered me.
0: So lucky. Oh, but well, that um, trumps any bookmark that I could even come up with. Mine is really small. This Saturday I'm going to a um event at Brave and Kind Books. Woo, where, we love um, Brave and Kind Books. We love Brave and Kind Books. And Tiffany D. Jackson will be there. I love her. So I'm really excited. Um because I get to hopefully discuss my theory about at the end of um oh why am I blanking
1: on the name? Weight of blood.
0: Yeah, The Weight of Blood. I don't know why I kept wanting to say, I can't want to say The Last of Us. It's because I just watched the episode on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) The Last of Us is still fresh in my mind because that's what I really wanted to say the (laughs) name of the book (laughs) was. But um, yes, Tiffany D. Jackson, I have a theory about The Weight of Blood I want to ask her about. So maybe this will be my time.
1: So Bethany, guess Mm -hmm. what? So as you know, as we're recording this, it's the night before Black History Month, it also and
0: you're going to the night before Christmas.
1: It was the night before Black History Month, the night and all black through History the country, month. there, were, every black person was getting ready because we're not going to take, we're not going to deal with a lot next month.
0: No, it's Pop Out Day tomorrow.
1: It's Pop Out Day tomorrow.
0: It's Pop Out Day, and don't take none tomorrow.
1: <laughs> exactly. Don't take none. Don't take none for
0: the rest of the month. I've
1: been seeing all the TikToks today that have been funny saying that black people ain't going to deal with a lot of, oh, yeah. lot of y'all next month. Because the saying, whole thing
0: is not during Black History Month. That's the, that's the motto.
1: That's the motto. Not during Black History Month. I'm going to have peace for all 28 days. Yes. That y'all gave me.
0: Yes, I was about to say 20. is not a leap year. That no leap year this year. So yes, 28.
1: 28 days. But you know what? I will be doing during. What what I will be doing? What I will be doing during Black History You're Month? I'm so
0: excited! You can't even get it out. I get it. I get it. We're gonna be doing the same thing. That's why I'm waiting.
1: <laughs> We're gonna be reading black books all 28 days.
0: Yes, I. That's that's my theme every year. Like I only read black books during Black History Month because what else am I supposed to read? Yeah, I read black books like majority all, of the year. Yeah, but Black year History long. Month. <laughs> I read it all year long, but, but during black, black History Month. Month No exceptions.
1: No session. Going hard from my audiobooks to my physical books. Yes, yes. I can't wait. I'm already so what books do you have on your list to read during Black History Month?
0: Never ask. Okay, so down my book on my book list. Yeah, on my book list for Black History Month or my TBR for Black History Month. Um, first and foremost, I have Dead Dead Girls by I forgot the author's name, but it's a Harlem Renaissance mystery. So it's called Dead, Dead Girls. I forgot the author's name. I'll have to look it up later. Is
1: that the Cranberry book cover?
0: No, that's the second book in the series. So the first oh. book is like a, a turquoise kind of color. Yes,
1: but the yes, Cranberry
0: yes. book covers is, is like the second book. Okay. So I'm reading the first book in that installment. I'm also going to read Love Radio by oh. Ebony. I, forget, I forgot her last name. Ebony. I the,
1: uh, uh, oh my gosh, it's, I see it. I met her twice too. So I should know it. It starts with a her. D. Yeah, LaDonna.
0: Uh, Let me look up Love Radio.
1: I was about to say
0: Ebony D. Williams. I was like, no, that's not it. No. Oh, Ebony Liddell. There that was is. way off. It does not with the days. <laughs> so Love Radio by... E- okay, so I'm going to start over. It. Dead Dead Girls. Love Radio by Ebony Liddell. Um, mm-hmm. Also on my list is On Rotation. <gasps> oh. Which I've heard is like, it, you'll love it if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan. Like, it's like Black Grey's Anatomy. So I'm like...
1: yeah. I'm It definitely is by Grey's Anatomy. You read it? Um, I started it last year. I haven't finished it, but I plan to finish it during Black History Month.
0: Okay, okay. And um, I think that was... I had one more. Oh, my book of the month pick was... um, Let me look up the name so I don't butcher it. My book of the month. Lude. Okay, my favorite... Mame, by Jessica George. It's a debut novel.
1: Wait, I see. I think I've seen that color before. Is
0: it's it? like the one with the flowers.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So I, I, it's Mame. Yeah, it's called Mame by Jessica George. So that was my book of the month pick. So I'll probably read that one during January too. Oh, that January. Oh, not January. Sorry, February. <laughs> during Black History <laughs> it out. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell <laughs>
1: me how that one is, and if it's worth <laughs> for me checking out for the library
0: yeah it sounded the synopsis sounded really good and it's her first novel so i always mm-hmm. support the debut authors on book of the month especially
1: of course of course but jada what are you reading all right so for my black history month reading um i'm literally looking at my bookshelf because i already brought so many books with me for my this for this leg of new york to slowly move up i want to read all my books so i made sure i brought enough black books to hold mm-hmm. me over so of course i will be reading during black history month I have Honey and Spice, which I'm really ashamed of that I haven't read yet. But oh, I'm I haven't read, read it either. I I'm really, really looking forward to reading it. Honey and Spice. I'm going to also read Yako, Where is Your Husband? Inka. Yinka. I'm going to read Yinka, really Where is Your Husband? Also going to read You May a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. Basically, I'm about to read books that I should have been reading last year. I was going to say,
0: you haven't read that yet? No. That's Okay.
1: A lot have know haven't. A funny. lot of people haven't Like I just didn't have the time I were reading other good books Last year too So we're, we're catching totally up I totally understand We're catching understand. up So those are for sure Three books I'm reading Two books I started Last year That I want to finish During Black History Month People Person By Candace Carney Williams On Rotation Like I was just telling um, Bethany As hmm. well too uh, For audiobooks uh, I have started That I will be Also finishing During Black History Month I finally started Longshot by Kennedy Ryan. Oh my gosh, Bethany. Bethany. I know that. It's because like, that's the book a lot of Black book talkers go crazy over.
0: Is that the one that has like, the cover kind of looks like watercolors kind of? No. Oh no, that's not. Oh, I do know her. Oh, Kennedy Ryan. I do know her. No, there's a bookstagrammer that I follow who loves her books. And I've never read any of them, but I've heard they're really good.
1: Oh, shot is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I told myself, oh, yeah, I'm going to read like an hour today. I ended up reading like an hour and 30 minutes because uh-huh. the, the book was so good. Like, it's uh-huh. phenomenal. Like, also, like, the audiobook too. Oh, They have great actors. Like, her stories really suck you in, so I can't wait to really be in my Kennedy Ryan bag. This year. Uh, okay. You may ask how to of check Buffett it out.
0: Mouth. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out too. Cause I've heard so much about her books. So I'm like, okay, I need to try it out too.
1: Yeah. So I'm going I'm currently reading, well, listening to Long Shot with Kennedy Ryan. I also will keep listening to How to Feel at Flirting by Denise Sorry, Williams. And and then most importantly, Bethany's favorite book that she's gonna be asking this author a question about on Sunday, The Way to Blood. Tiffany D. Jackson. You're finally reading it? Well, I finally accepted it. on oh, Libby.
0: Oh, it's time. Okay. Um, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on that book because um, that was a wild, wild read. It didn't I really didn't get wild to the end. Have you? No, well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to ruin it. I won't don't, ruin don't it. Don't ruin it. No, don't I do not ruin, ruin it No, we're not going to ruin it. <laughs> I was going to compare it to a show, but no, nah, I'm going to let you read yeah, it. Yeah, we're not going to ruin it.
1: But yeah, I'm very sad about my Black History Month reads. I'm I'm tempted. And I'm going to, audience, I'm going to let Bethany decide. I kind of really want to buy the Davenports.
0: That, I feel like that book's been coming out for like, that. I feel like that book's been out for five years already and it's still, it's not out yet, right? No, it, it came out came today. Out. I feel like today. it's been out for five years already. It
1: has been, It kind of been five years.
0: I that like, was a book that I was like, I. that's a... It's. It was like a before multiverse. I let go. It's the metaverse. It was like a before I
1: let go situation. You know how yeah, where thinking, I thought it was out
0: and it wasn't. Yeah. And then I kept thinking it was out and it still wasn't.
1: Yeah, like you know, when I finally got a copy, I was like, oh my gosh, it actually is it actually yeah. exists. I can actually they advertised
0: that book for I feel like years. But is it, it a
1: bad thing that they were advertising that black book for years?
0: It was kind of. It wasn't bad, but it was weird because I was like, what's taking so long? Like. Like, why is the release taking so I long? I mean,
1: think about it. Happy Place, been on app- we've been advertising Happy Place for, year- for years th- now as well. No, it's only been like, she started
0: advertising Happy Place as soon as Book In Lovers August. came out. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it was like, but here's they- my second book. My next one's coming out immediately after. But This w- person, I was like, I what? feel like it has been years
1: I think we're on the same. And
0: time. we don't know this author, so I was like, "So yeah, it it's her,
1: it's her debut." So I think they really wanted to do a big push to make sure they people don't do know that about with it
0: anyone else. So I was like, "What is the difference with this one?"
1: <laughs> well, was, it came well, it came out today. I'm tempted to go ahead and buy it.
0: I think you should because it's been coming out for five years now, and it's finally out.
1: We should pay our respects. Yeah, I want to pay I, my respects. So she is a debut author. I want to go ahead and support her as well too. I was actually surprised Book of the Month didn't pick it because I was like, it's been coming out for
0: 10 years at this point.
1: Do you think it's because Barnes & Noble got it first? Because it's their YA pick for the month.
0: Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, that's probably why. Actually, that makes a lot of sense because I was like, is it out yet? Like I kept trying. This happened to me with another book. Also, I think Bookstagram has ruined a lot of book releases for me because yeah. they'll post reviews for books and they'll be like coming out in April of 2025. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: could you know with Happy Place by Emily Henry, you know, people already read it. Like, people already read it. People started. That reading it doesn't surprise me as
0: much, though, because she's so well known. And it came out immediately, she announced it immediately after Book Lovers. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. But this for a debut author, by the time you post the review in the book, but between the time you post the review and the book comes out, I've forgotten about it already. That's the thing. That's why I was like, maybe that's why they're pushing it so hard. And maybe because they knew Barnes & Noble was going to pick it for their like book pick. Yeah. Maybe that's
1: what it was. yeah. I'm like, I don't think I really want to go to Barnes & Noble to get the book. I think I want to go to like a bookstore Magic to get the book. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I don't need to go to Barnes & Noble and be disappointed to get by their bogo table. Because at this point, I feel like I own most of the Bogle table.
0: Um, same. Also, but no, because my Barnes & Noble, as I said before, caters to old people. So <laughs> my Bogle <laughs> table does not look as good as James ever does. They cater to people like 70 plus at yeah. Barnes & Noble. I'm but convinced. yeah,
1: so I'm, pro- I'm probably going to buy you over the weekend. I'm not even going to hold you.
0: Let me know. I'm interested, but also I feel like I've been interested for so long that well, I'm not see, interested
1: Well, see, I thought about just getting it in front of the library, but it already has several months' hold on it. Uh,
0: well, then go get it. You should go buy it.
1: Yeah, I, that's the time I feel like I need to buy the book because yeah. if it's several months, I don't know why I won't get this book.
0: That, I'm your, I'm your like, last check to get it. Go ahead and I think you should get it. And yeah. then tell me how it is.
1: Yeah, I'm going to call around the bookstore tomorrow to go ahead and place that hold.
0: Yeah. But... Um, we could talk about books all day, as I know, especially for Black History Month with our <laughs> our Black History Month picks. But as we said, we have a really exciting guest coming up, and I'm going to give a little bit of introduction about, like, the context of our guest. So, um, on the, me and Jada both watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but I'm a season ahead of her, so I'm a little more like...
1: Well, we're on the same season. I'm oh, just but, episodes but behind over. now. Yeah, the season's <laughs> over. Well, ha- the reunion hasn't aired yet. The per- part 1 has. Okay, yeah, so you still got two more episodes to go. You still but, have 20. <laughs> okay, I think I've 17. 15. That is 20.
0: <laughs> it's more no. It's more like 10. It's really not that bad. You're really not that far behind.
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: I that. I kid. It's not 20.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not that far behind. We'll be definitely caught up very soon.
0: Yeah, you will. It's also um this season's like easy to watch. But um one of the major characters on um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is Heather Gay, and she is well known for being like um, one of the ladies who publicly left the Mormon church and has publicly kind of started living a like it's normal to us, but it's not normal to the Mormon church, like a, a mm-hmm. lifestyle that's very different than what that religion stands for and things mm-hmm. they support. So, mm-hmm. she has been struggling or like displaying her struggle on the show because her a lot of her family is still morgan Mormon, mm-hmm. Mormon still Mormon and they have shunned her as a result of leaving the church. So that's a big part of her storyline is like leaving the Mormon church and like those repercussions that she's faced mm-hmm. and she's left. So, she's coming out with a book. What is it February? It'd be February 7th. February 7th, she's coming out her book called Bad Mormon by Heather Gay and um we were lucky enough to get like somewhat of a scoop about the book from our guest but i'm gonna let jada get more into that later with the introduction (laughs) but we just wanted to introduce give some background on like who heather gay is she's one of the real housewives of salt lake city she's one of the more popular housewives on the show too Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like Mm -hmm. she's um in by no means comparable to like the like Portia or Nini She's not comparable in that way Yeah But she's more so like In terms of Salt Lake City She's like the Like the Teresa Judice Of like Salt Lake City Aside from like Jennifer Shaw Yeah
1: Yeah But yeah. like, she's definitely like Not a, like, compared to like An NBA team She's always she, first chair She's a know? franchise player Like she's a major Franchise yeah. staple
0: she is like she's always first chair at the reunion. So, like, that says a lot. If you first chair, first at the reunion, chairs are
1: important.
0: They're most important. They're the ones you know aren't getting fired.
1: They're never going to get fired. <laughs> I, mean, yes. I, mean, never, I mean, never say never, but like they have the chances of getting job fired. And yeah. Get on this cast.
0: Yes. So, I'm going to let Jada actually introduce our guest now that everyone has a better idea of who Heather Gay is and. What show which franchise she's on in on the Bravo universe? So, Jada,
1: who who are you having on the show? So we're having no other than my lovely friend John Jarden. John Jarden went to the University of Georgia with me. I met him my sophomore year when he was a freshman. So basically, it's been an amazing journey to see my friend just grow into the person he is today. He currently works at an editor at a publishing house, and he will tell you more about his involvement with Bad Mormon. So I so can't wait for y'all to hear this wonderful interview with my friend John Jordan, and yes, I say his name and his first name, first and last name together, because it just flows together. Yes, yes. So let's get into it. Woo! And we're back. And we're back. And this time we're joined by my lovely friend, John Jarden. John, say hi to the fans.
2: Hey, (laughs) y'all.
1: John, as I was saying in the previous intro that we made before the music, is that John currently works as a literary agent here in New York. So we're super excited to have you on the show. John is a fellow Bravo, well, how did Bravo call their their fan base, Bethany?
0: A (laughs) Bravo-holic. Oh, yes, yes. They sell that on, like, their website
1: with their merch. Of course they sell it on the website with the merch. <laughs> yes. They do. I Get do girl. I'm surprised the you don't, coin, surprised you don't have nothing of that, that
0: Um, No, I don't have any holic things. The only thing I actually have from the Bravo store is I bought a sweatshirt that has all of the um, Real Housewives of Potomac cast names on it. So mm. I did buy that, but that's all I have. I did buy a Christmas gift for a friend, though, from there, too, which I won't say because she... Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, it's okay. <laughs> she doesn't know how... She doesn't know what it says. So <laughs> I'll stop right there because she listens to the podcast
1: sometimes. You was really looking for a gift. I really did. Men in black. Never Right. Happened.
0: Just um right. memory erased. Looking to the light. Okay. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> but anywho... <laughs> All right, let's get into these questions for John. We're so excited to have you, John. Yes. And we can't wait to hear about everybody from what you do as a literary agent to working with head, head gay to basically your overall thoughts on the Bravo franchise. So first question is what literary what literary agency do you work for and can you tell us about your typical day-to-day because I don't know if most of our audience is familiar with a literary ag- agency what the difference we can add in a publishing house and more importantly, what does a literary agent
2: do yeah of course so I work for folio literary management we are a mid-sized literary agency based in New York City and I think a lot of people, like you said, Jada, don't necessarily understand the distinction between a literary agency and a publishing house. But as literary agents, we represent writers and sell their ideas and their book proposals to editors at publishing houses. So we really work with the writer at the beginning of the process, right? They come to us, they have a book idea or sometimes we find somebody that we think would be a great candidate for a book project we reach out to them and we work with these writers and authors at the very beginning of the process ideating what the book is going to look like what it's going to sound like how will it be structured and we write a book proposal which is essentially a sales document they run about anywhere from 50 to 75 pages. They include, you know, an overview of the book, author bio, marketing, publicity information, um, comparable titles that the book is relevant to or, you know, related to, as well as chapter summaries and sometimes a complete sample chapter. So we're really in the beginning figuring out what is the book going to be about? What is it going to sound like? And how can we sell that to an editor? Um, for me on my day to day, I do a lot of editorial work. So I'm really in those book proposals, writing them, editing them, um, sometimes ghostwriting them depending on, you know, the writing ability of our client. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of writing, a lot of reading, a lot of creativity. We don't necessarily see the book through to publication. We we work with the author and we advocate on the author's behalf. Once it's sold to a publishing house, it becomes the editor's job to work with the entire manuscript, edit the entire book, come up with the cover, come up with, you know, copy for the back of the book, for the inside flap, all the publicity, marketing, all of that's handled on the The um, house side, so at like the Penguins, the Simon and Schuster's, the Macmillans, we are really negotiating contracts, selling sub rights, audio rights, TV dramatic rights. So we get the nitty gritty, but we also get the super creative stuff at the very beginning. It's like the best of both worlds.
0: Oh, I love that. That sounds like so much fun.
2: Yeah, I'm. I love it. I stumbled into it, but I'm okay. I was was gonna ask.
0: Okay. So stumbling into it. So what, did you have an original plan for where you saw yourself as a writer
2: originally when you first came to New York or like when you first started getting into the writing world? Yeah, for sure. So, um, as Jada knows, I was a little Grady girl myself at oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, for the so audience I, members,
1: Grady is our school, our journalism, mass communication, mass communication school. Just so for people who don't went to the amazing university of Georgia knows that, but yes. Go
2: Grady! Love you to great Yes, from the Grady boss to (laughs) self. But yeah, so I went to UGA. I studied in Grady, and I was a PR major. So in undergrad, um, I actually was focused on marketing and PR, and getting into that world. I had a variety of different internships in the field, and I realized you know, I don't love this. I don't love um, PR in the way that I feel like I maybe should. Mm-hmm. And so during COVID, that was really when I had that sort of rejiggering of my career path and what I wanted to do. Um, I thought I wanted to be an English teacher. <laughs> I was oh. like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be <laughs> in a classroom. I, I've always wanted to live in New York. And I was like, I don't want to give up on that dream yet. So maybe I can marry the discipline of PR and the love of books and find a job in publishing. So I applied to countless internship programs. Publishing is a really gatekept industry. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard to get into. A lot of the internships Mm -hmm. are uncompensated.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So I kept hearing no, 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 no. Um, eventually folio gave me a shot. I applied to them twice. The first time I didn't hear back. And the second time I got an interview and I was not going, it was the only interview I have ever gotten in the publishing industry. And I was like, I'm not going to let this slide. Um, I was working two other jobs in Athens and studying as a student in my final semester at UGA. Wow. So I worked my behind off (laughs) and, um, yeah, I just turned that internship into a part-time gig, which turned into a full-time gig. And I moved up to New York and man, the world has been my oyster ever since. So I'm so grateful to Folio for giving me a shot, but.
0: Yes. Very nice. Congratulations Honestly, That's too. amazing. That's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's a great trajectory from where you started to like where you are now. Cause you never imagined yourself getting to this point. No, absolutely not.
1: Especially like where you are now, which leads into our next question is about how do you get the position as Heather Gay's late literary agent? Is this a typical job position for you?
2: Yeah, so... um... Heather's book came to us in a really unique sort of way. Typically we get projects because authors query us. So that means they send us their materials and we assess whether we want to represent them or not. Or like I mentioned earlier, I'll be scrolling on Twitter or Instagram or see something in the news. And I'm like, let me reach out to that person. They would be a great candidate for a book. So that's how we get a lot of our like influencer clients or a lot of our like celebrity clients. Heather came to us in a really unique way because an editor at a publishing house actually wanted to do a book for her. And in order for someone to publish a book, you have to have a literary agent. You have to have that representation. And so they reached out to my boss um, and they were like, we want Heather to do a book. My boss was like, do you know Heather? And I was like, do I know Heather Gay? Of course, I love Salt Lake. So I ended up writing up a short little treatment of what the book should look like and what I thought it should be about. Um, Fast forward to a year later, and a little over a year later, and my boss calls me up and he goes, hey, I just saw Heather and she um, has this manuscript for the book done and she just wants, um, you know, to go over it. There's some things that... You know, um, she wants to change and she wants some help changing those things. So I I got on the phone with both he and Heather and it instantaneously was clear that we had great chemistry and we were off to the races. So um, that is how Heather Gay came into our orbit. And we've worked with other um, housewives before, which I'm not able to Disclosed because <laughs> um, <laughs> your boy signs an NDA. But, <laughs> right. um, yes, we don't want to get you in trouble with the law. No, but, ch- but check the press, girl, because there's some interesting stuff coming up. So that's Ooh. all I'm going to say there. But that's how Heather came into our orbit. And um, yeah, she's just an angel. So
1: I feel like when it comes out, who else is writing a book? I feel like I'm, oblig- I'm obligated to see you to leave. Like, is this what you're talking about? <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. You gotta have the follow and up
0: confirmations, right? Because now it's on. Now it's on our orbit. I do this that. is the PR, the PR major in me. It's just coming right out. dropping the little nuggets and then exactly. like running away from it.
1: No, just I literally dropping and do that all the time my advertising friends because you know all of us fun NDAs for the clients we worked on. So then when they're like, "Yeah, I'm working on this with blah 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 client, and you're gonna see it very soon." So then when it drops, I'm like, "Is this what you were talking about?"
0: Mm. Right. Well that kind of leads into our next question. So we all know you got to work very closely with Miss Heather Gay. So how <laughs> was it working with Heather? Cuz you know, we only see her like what they want us to see of her on the TV, mm-hmm. you know. So
1: and You know, well not even like what they wanted to see what they want to see because obviously yeah. there's so much footage. Of oh yeah, her. that's what I
0: mean. Yeah. So we definitely don't get to see like any of the housewives as like their full person. Yeah. Aside from
2: like obviously like social media interviews, Mm -hmm. but
0: yeah. How was it working with Heather? Uh,
2: Oh yeah. I love Heather. Heather is a doll. She is like, it's so weird because I think when we, when I first started talking to her, um, I was obviously like a little starstruck because I I am a fan of the show Mm -hmm. and and I, I've -hmm. been a fan of her on Uh the show. Um, But she is so charming and loving and just caring. Like she's like a girl's girl. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was. It did not take long for our facade to just drop. And also, just like the nature of the work that we did together, it was very intimate work. Um, to write a book is a really vulnerable thing, and so it's like sit with somebody as they're going through that process. You know, they're they're telling their story perhaps for the first time ever. And that is uncovering a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. old memories and and a lot of old hurt. And so Mm -hmm. you're really with somebody in a unique time in their life. And so you have to get close. And um, it, it did not take long for Heather and I to get close. I consider her a great friend, a great mentor. She is everything that she is on the show and more. She just is... So genuine, like nothing is put on, nothing is, nothing about her is scripted or fake or anything. Like she, there is, that HBIC for real, for real. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah,
0: I'm glad that you were able to have like, or form that relationship mm-hmm. with her, and like that it was actually a pleasure working with her because you never know what you're gonna get from people mm-hmm. that you really don't know, and you're watching on TV. So mm-hmm. that's good that she was actually nice and like genuine because you just never know what you're gonna get so that's also good.
1: I'm just not surprised she's a girl's girls like I feel like we see that a lot in Salt Lake City that mm-hmm. she's the main group harmonizer. like she does want everybody to get along so I'm not surprised that she is a girl's girls honestly because I yeah. see that on screen all the time
2: yeah, yeah that also doesn't surprise me I do see that too she's also like a businesswoman like I think that the mm-hmm. I think the show really like does not give her enough credit for the fact mm-hmm. that like both her and Dre who is her um, business partner so yes. mm-hmm. on the show from time to time Dre and Heather have built this like multi-million dollar like mm-hmm. med spa in mm-hmm. Salt Lake and they like, these are two women running a business in a field predominantly dominated by, like, cis-hetero white men.
1: You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
2: And they're, like, single mothers just really doing the do. You know what I mean? And I don't think that the show necessarily features um, that side of her a lot. Like, she is a bad... I would say Don't I'm curse, not, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You do. I would say I'm not surprised
1: because I feel like maybe I'm outing myself, but like I feel like for somebody who now watched the new Kardashian show on Hulu and mm-hmm. they're showing way more of their businesses, I could definitely see that because I feel like on E, they had these businesses. E was just not featuring their businesses that they had. Like they're maybe like missing time to time. Like, oh yeah, good American skims, Kylie Cosmetics. But it feels like with the actual show that they produced themselves, you actually see like, oh wait. Y'all do a lot for your business day to day. Y'all not just sitting around eating lunch and all like, no, y'all are like working out. From working out, you go check on your kids and check on your kids, you start running your business and doing things to form your business. So right. I'm definitely not surprised that reality TV sadly downplayed people's businesses because they're kind of like, mm, is that really interesting to the viewer to see like what all go into right. your business? But I feel like a lot of viewers love seeing that because I feel like, and make them more related or realistic in mm-hmm. a sense where they're kind of like oh you're just not somebody who go to lunch go to parties and all of a sudden like you actually are you have something bigger than yourself going on as well
0: well yeah. reality tv also unfortunately they tend to only show when your business is going badly because that's mm-hmm. more entertaining mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we don't get to see like the successful businesses like we see little nuggets of beauty lab and laser like yeah. on the show with like when heather was expanding opening new locations mm-hmm. which like is an indicator obviously that she's doing very well with it and the business is doing very well but normally it's like oh this happened she lost money blah blah, blah. so mm-hmm. which we also mm-hmm. see on the show with like yeah. with the other ladies yeah so yeah, wait, some of the like... other ladies yeah <laughs> we're gonna I'm get into good. that later <laughs> but um yeah unfortunately bravo they love to you know, showcase what is there for entertainment value, which is at the expense of yeah some of the people on the show.
2: Mm-hmm, totally.
1: Mm-hmm. So, we were wondering with how you talk about how close you have gotten with Heather and how you see her as a mentor. How much contact do you have with the person you're an agent for?
2: So, when you're an agent for somebody, you do. Um, you work with them a lot at the beginning of the process. Like I said, ideating, what is the book going to look like? And then once it is sold, you do become a lot more hands off um, with the process. But Heather is just such an amazing person to work with that she has really shown a care and a value in our opinions and has, has kept us along the process. So, I mean, we talk with her anytime there are major updates from the publisher, um, you know, we were going over all of the different drafts of the cover and all of the different drafts of the inside flap copy. And like we were given unedited versions of the manuscripts to go over and, and just give our opinion. She really values our opinion, which I think is, is unique. Sometimes, you know, you have a writer who the project sells and, they're good. They don't, they don't want to touch base with you until they're ready for their next book. And that, that too is also just so wonderful and great. Cause we love that independence in our creatives, but, um, it was really dope for me because this is actually the first book I've ever worked on that's come out. Um, so this was a really unique opportunity for me to see the book publishing process from beginning all the way through to publication February 7th. And, um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, and now, you know, the book is done. And so we're roped into meetings about publicity and marketing. What podcast is she doing? Um, What influencers are you sending the the book to to get um, blurbed? um She has a, an upcoming tour. How many pre-sales does she have? So it's fun to be able to be on this side of it because I'm like, yes, this is the Grady girl in me is coming <laughs> out, and I'm like, I know numbers, I know business, so it, it it's fun because I'm I'm really finally starting to see the marriage of of my my academic passion and my my life passion. So oh, yeah, love that. We we work, we work with her and talk to her a lot yeah that's goals love it yes
1: you get to do so, your dream career with your dream like like you said like you love bravo like y'all mm-hmm. john when he was a freshman because we met freshman year when i his freshman year when i was a sophomore and i still remember how we were on we were doing road dogs it was like 8 yes. o'clock in the morning on a monday and this man is giving everybody over housewives tagline
2: yes oh Oh my gosh yes my (laughs) tagline I remember I know I'm known to throw a tagline here or there I was gonna say I love the tagline I'm not mad at that (laughs) no no that was so fun yeah I mean I've loved I have loved Bravo since I discovered it in the sixth grade and I've watched every show like every franchise every episode and so to work with Heather is like a dream come true. And um, over the summer, when I first met her, she was in New York filming um, with Jen and Meredith. And so we were all kicking (laughs) it in the hotel. (laughs) We were all kicking it in the hotel. And um, I just remember coming home, it was like pretty late at night. When I came home to my apartment. The apartment was empty, and um, my friend Jessica Martin, texted me and was like, "What would college John think of this right now, like you hanging with the housewives?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my God, like what a profound question like you don't think about mm-hmm. you know." And I went through my camera roll and like, I'm telling you, when I was in the se- like eighth grade, I dressed up as a peach for Halloween. The Real oh. Housewives of Atlanta. Like I would walk around the high school with, remember when you used to put, you would decorate your little binder. Covers yeah. Binder. Yes. I had every, I had a different binder for every subject and everyone was mm-hmm. decorated with a different housewife city and all the girls um, show. Oh, like, I love the commitment. Oh my
1: God. Yes. I,
2: I, love ha- it. I have been a fan I am a fan. And so I, you know, I went through my camera roll and I saw these old pictures of like a seventh grade John. I started crying. I was going to say, I feel like, like that's an emotional moment. Yes, because you realize you're like, this is a dream that I never would have dared to dream. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't think this was possible. I'm crying from like a small Suburb mm-hmm. at the end of the line in Metro Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to think that like I'm in New York and I have great people by my side who want to see me succeed, who want to challenge me, and then like great friends who are gonna support me and cheer me on, like when I do succeed, and and God forbid if I fail, like they're still there for me, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just so blessed. So Aww, Thank I love y'all! That. Thank sorry. y'all for being a part of the celebration for Real Pharrell because this oh, is. Of, course. of course! So this yeah. is honestly
0: so cool to see you living your dream in the real time, and like being able to look back and say like, "Oh, what was like middle school, John? Like, what would he think of this?" Mm-hmm. And like, it's just so like you said, profound to see like that timeline of like you were able to look back and see like at one point you were just decorating your binder with like all the real housewives and now you're hanging no. with them <laughs> yes, in the hotel rooms in New York and like you're on like a friendship level with them. And that's just yeah. so cool.
1: That's,
0: that's special.
1: So many yeah. questions coming out of that amazing
0: yes,
1: <laughs> so of both. how much John loves Bravo. Okay, so I think the first question that we have to ask honestly is since you talked about you love a raffle, you dig around your binders. What is your favorite franchise overall? I feel like this, that's the first question test.
2: we have to know. Test. Yes. Hope you yes. don't fail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope I don't, like... don't fail either, but I know my answer is correct. So I know I'm not going to fail. Okay. Okay. The, okay. the best franchise is Atlanta, point blank, period. I am not apologizing for that. Nene Leakes, Sheree Whitfield, Kim Zolsiak Bierman, single-handedly built the Real Housewives franchise off of their back. The show is what it is today because of those three women in Atlanta. And like, I know y'all are from the Atlanta area. So y'all know that Atlanta, I'm calling it BP, before Ponce, because (laughs) before Ponce was built, Atlanta was different, okay? And like the way that, yes. And the way that those women just like changed the game. Mm -hmm. And like, listen, Atlanta has, it's fallen off. I'm gonna say it, it's fallen off a little bit, but I don't care because I'm gonna tune in and I'm going to laugh at every single episode because when you have a Candy Burris, when you have Mm -hmm. a superstar- Potentially one of my all-time favorite Housewives, a Kenya Moore. Okay, <laughs> and you have like icons like a Phaedra Parks, a Cynthia Bailey, mm-hmm. like a Portia Williams. Right. That's mm-hmm. all I was gonna say. We can't forget Portia. No. Like and like these like Atlanta is that girl, and I think we like when we think about Housewives in the zeitgeist. Atlanta has given us the most memes. It's given us the most catchphrases, given us the most cultural moments. And like, it was the first show, the first Housewives show to feature an ensemble cast of all Black women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like we have to give roses to the girls. Mm -hmm. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Um, and I love Candace Dillard Bassett. We can get into that later. Oh, me too. Um, oh, I love Candace. Everyone hates me. Not
0: hates me, but everybody's like, why do you like Candace? No, like, oh, but, I,
1: I, but look, I, don't care. I love everybody's Candace. Everybody's on the wave now. I feel like after this season, people are like, finally. I don't want to admit it, but they're like, man, I like Candace. I do yes. like, like Candace. And sometimes she and makes Candace it hard are-
2: to love her, but I just love Candace. Yes. Yeah. And one, well, one thing I love about Candace is that every time, not like, almost every time that people ask her about Potomac, she always references the Atlanta housewives and she's mm-hmm. like, give the flowers to the girls that did it first. Yes. And that yes. to me, that's how you know Candace is real mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's going to give the flowers to the girls that did it first. And so Atlanta to me is just the absolute best. Also, there are hometown girls. Yeah. Like how right. are you not going to root for the hometown <laughs> yeah. team, man?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's funny you mentioned Candace about giving flowers to Atlanta because I was just thinking the same thing too. About how Canada and not only Canada, a lot of the Potomac girlies do give credit a lot to Atlanta mm-hmm. because like, they they're do. like, mm-hmm. if Atlanta never happened, Potomac could never happen. Like Atlanta and
0: watched so Potomac, Potomac could run. can run because yeah.
1: now you have two amazing franchises that are predominantly Black women. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. so crazy to really say that the Black girlies are really killing it in the real housewives. And you can even say like Garciela's killing it on um, Beverly Hills as well, too. Mm-hmm. So it's really like a top, like, shout out to bravo shout out any color for realizing like we need black women franchise.
2: Dubai now too Real Housewives Mm -hmm. Dubai and Miami like Miami is one of the Mm -hmm. most internationally and like multicultural I think franchise I know the most multicultural franchise we have too yeah they're becoming so diverse now which mm -hmm. is great yeah give it up to the Atlanta girls yes they started it all (laughs) that's my favorite that's my favorite I stand by it although I will say a close second is New York Because when New York was good mm. Mm. New York was great Like you cannot erase mm. Seasons like Season 4 is like so underrated I think season 4 is great But like season 5 to 11 of New York Is just gold When you have like the Carol Radswells And like the Sonia Morgans And um, the the Dorinda When Dorinda was so good So Yeah Atlanta for sure, and New York is a very close second. The two cities I rep too. So
0: (laughs) that's what I was gonna say like, (laughs) where you came
1: from, where you are now. How How iconic.
0: And I agree with Atlanta. I'm hope I'm I'm have a lot of faith in this next season because it came it became a little slow these last two seasons. Honestly, once Portia left, it became a little slow, but I think they're gonna pick it back up. I have
2: faith, but I I do too. And like, I mean. Yeah, they have good girls. I think this Mm. is my hot take about Atlanta is they need more girls from Georgia. Like, they need Mm. more girls from Atlanta. Because now they have, like, Drew, who's from Chicago, Mm -hmm. and Sonia, who's from Jamaica, and, like, Mm -hmm. lived in Texas for a while. So it's like, and Kenya, I, I love Kenya. Like, I cannot talk enough about Kenya more, but, like... She also is from Detroit. So it's yeah. just like yeah. where w- the show was good because you had the Nini who was from, yeah. who grew up in Athens, Athens. the Phaedra yeah. from Athens, mm-hmm. even Cynthia from Alabama. Like she's from mm-hmm. the South, you know? Yeah. And like, it mm-hmm. makes a difference. Portia from Decatur. Like mm-hmm. when you have those Atlanta girls that get- Oh, you got Candy from Fulton County. Oh so girl, Candy yeah, exactly Yeah, well, exactly. She, went to, we my, do that.
1: she <laughs> went to my cousin's high school. She's an alum of my cousin's high school.
2: Yeah. Oh, try s- yes. yes, we, listen Candy Burst is that girl too Candy Burst mm-hmm. is the Georgia peach But <laughs> like, yeah When you have the girls that like know Atlanta BP, mm-hmm. Then they get it, you know what I mean Yes We don't have these like These gentrified Atlanta housewives We want the yeah. OG Atlanta housewives The girls that were here before The
1: homegirl.
0: That have only seen I mean, Cause right now, like you said Everyone's only seen Atlanta and Like how it is now like in one yes. way. And so, yeah, I do think that that's what's missing. You're right. That's a good hot take because that is, I've been trying to figure out what it is. And that's what it is. We don't have enough Atlanta
2: housewives from
0: Atlanta. And that makes a difference.
2: Yeah. It like, doesn't, it doesn't feel like Atlanta anymore. It feels yeah. just like a housewives show with rich women, you know, mm-hmm. just living in Atlanta. But yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. That is definitely what it is. Cause I've been trying to figure it out. Like what is off? And that's what it is. Cause when they bought, brought Ray back. It like kind of picked up steam again because you know it was very nostalgic. Shiba Charay, yes. spring, yeah. summer,
2: fall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my favorite. My, yeah, no, know,
1: like, our my black ERG at work employee resource group. Um, that's our favorite meme to go about when these are going away. We're like, oh, spring, spring, summer, maybe September. Like that meme yeah. always pops
2: up. Yes. Doggers. We can't forget Charay's. um, I mean, I'm always quoting her iconic season two fight, the like who gonna check who me boo and check me boo Yeah, the moment when she says um, She she's like what does she say? Um she's like the Ohio girl, that's where I'm from, was about to get on the phone, call up Pookie and them to come yes. up and whoop yo ass seriously. And she goes, whatever happened to customer service
0: yes <laughs> and when she sits back and is like are you all right
2: yes and there's such right? <laughs> an underrated I- iconic Atlanta moment in season yes. one where Kim zolciak Bierman is sitting down with um like Dallas what's the record producer's name oh my god Dallas Austin oh mm-hmm and she's sitting down with him and she's telling the story and about her vocal coach saying that her vocal coach told her she didn't have the foundations to sing right mm-hmm. and she goes Kim how do you spell cat I said k-a-t <laughs> <laughs> and she just keeps rolling and no one yeah. addresses the fact that she just spelled cat with a k <laughs> and Sheree looks to the camera and gives like these the most judgmental eyes like okay yeah like anyway i guess yes anyways i love atlanta i love atlanta housewives and i i do have hope for the future yes. they just need more of candy's friends like get candy's friends i guess they're they're trying that girl moneta yeah
0: but she it looks like, like she's
2: gonna be a regular for this yeah she season. was nothing last season so hopefully she you know I, i'd love to get to know the girl
0: yeah, because I thought they were gonna make Shamia full time because she was originally Candy's friend.
1: Shamiya will be a good mm-hmm. one. Okay, fun fact, John. I actually had talked to her before because to so yes. Yeah, so my dad, my parents technically, but with really my dad. My parents are se- monthly season ticket holders to the Hawks, and she is actually the MC for the Hawks. So she's always at Hawks games MC, and so sometimes they will have member events that my dad, my dad is invited to and she will be the MC. so they have one with a workout for um one of the Hawks players and so her cash at the Husky is hey best nice friend and so I just love her energy and so my dad literally timed me her Facetime me and she was on the other line
2: uh, that's, I, oh that's yeah, that's cool Shamia's a cool girl she's a Decatur girl too mm-hmm. she, Shamia would be
1: really good on the, show, on the show, actually, I I would, I 100% put my, uh, is it my ballot? My ticket? I put one of those Your in. Boat. My vote. on Shamia. Betting yes. on, like, on Shamia. Go ahead and give her a piece, like see what she's about.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see how they revamp the cast this year because I think they're going to make a lot of changes because I think they kind of started picking up on like, okay, the fans are kind of starting to not fall off, but they're like, all right, what are we going to do? Right. so i hope they read there's been rumors like cynthia coming back portia maybe coming back like there's a lot of rumors portia
1: coming back since she's doing ultimate girls trip and yeah she's not, and she's not on like an X Y trip she's on a regular yeah ultimate girls With giselle trip
0: giselle and candace
1: yeah and heather and whitney so heather, she mm-hmm. yeah oh don't worry we're we're looking forward to that season i can't wait for we drop I'm gonna drop that Hey guys, it's Jaden here hopping on real quick. Wanted to let you know that there's more to come with our amazing interview with John Chardon. So we're splitting this episode into two parts. Stay tuned for part two coming later this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.